What's up? It is January 21st, Monday after a Sunday, a True Detective Sunday. We got season three, episode three, The Big Never. The story gets a little further. We find some new details. We find out a little more. Let's uh, let's get into this one. What's up, everyone? Thank you for joining us again. If you were here for the first episode of our recap of episode one and two, welcome back. If you're a first-time listener, thank you. We usually do uh, a movie review. We do a movie review every week. We do Hollywood headlines and Hollywood gossip once a week. And now we're adding True Detective into the repertoire because True Detective's awesome. Um, we are all in on season three. We were last week. Now we have a new episode, The Big Never. So, uh, first question I'm posing to you guys, John and Dave, my co-host. My name's Jimmy, if you're new. Are we still in? You guys still uh, hooked? The way you're saying these things, I feel like you're not. No, I'm just asking. Are you okay, are we still? I'm, full, I'm fully on board. I'm, I'm still into I'm, it. I'm more on board. Yep, I'm and deeper. I was, already, I was like very on board last week, but I'm more on board after this episode. Yep, I agree. I am like deeper hooked in. I think that almost... It would be hard for them to ruin this season for me now. Yeah. Because I don't think that it's going to. I think this is really, really fun and well done. I love the characters and the plot and everything. And right now, I don't know what's going on. We will get into Reddit theories that are interesting and people think they've solved it. But who knows? No one knows anything. But let's go over this this episode first. It opens up with Roland, the his partner, his interview in the 90s. Now this was a Roland heavy episode, and I thought Which I loved. Yeah, loved it. I went. To, I, I don't know this actor, but he is killing it. Yeah, I, that's what I was gonna say. I don't know this actor either. I went to IMDb to see if I'd seen him in anything, and not really. Like nothing. I, like I was expecting to find one title and be like, "Oh yeah, he was that dude in that," but nothing. And he's doing a fantastic job. Um, yeah, and I, I love I love the, the difference of the ten years because. Him in the eighties and him in nineteen ninety. It's a uh, I see that and I like wow that's just like me the ten year uh, challenge, a lot of hair and then a huge receding headline. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I associate with him immediately and I like it. Yeah, I I think he's he's all put together well now though. Like he's mm-hmm. like dressed up nice and stuff like that. They they already said they they teased in the last episode saying he's he's made a name for himself. He's he's doing well. Yeah, yeah. So what we what we get what else we get from this is that. Uh, Wayne finds the boys toys and a backpack and a little like farm road through a house that they that the boy the kids had ridden their bikes there and they went to play in the woods a lot and it was a regular thing we find out from a neighbor there's a brown car driving around that may be involved with a black man and a white woman woman a, a nice sedan that doesn't fit in with the neighborhood find out that Wayne memory loss stuff may be playing a part. Um, I don't know if I'm alluding to anything. He has like a flashback with his wife where she says some really damning and weird things. We have to get into that. Yeah. We have, I don't think it's memory well, I, loss. I don't know it. if that's like a flashback or more just like a hallucination he's dealing with in his old age. I believe it's a hallucination, but I think that what she said leads to ties into memory loss stuff. Um, 
What else did we learn from this? The trash man gets jumped and gets his ass kicked. The mom in the nineteen no one to fuck with in the nineteen ninety timeline, the mom of the kids died in Vegas, and the dad is five years sober. And Roland helped him get out of a hit uh, a hole like in in five years in between that timeline and the eighties timeline. In the middle, he helped him. So I don't know. That's kind of just like everything that happened. Uh, we opened up right away, and they were talking about the handwritten envelope, or the envelope with the, the yeah. They pieced it together with magazine stuffs, and then the <laughs> cops just go, uh, "Envelope is handwritten, so we're not dealing with a brainiac here." <laughs> <laughs> that that made me laugh to for someone to piece together magazine cutouts to spell like a anonymous message and then handwrite the envelope. Uh, that made me, that gave me a little giggle right to open up with. <laughs> Uh, and then I got another giggle when Wayne's an old man and the they're like they're uh, he's he's talking to the therapist or psychiatrist or whatever doctor about why he woke up in the middle of the road. And the doctor's like, is there any meaning to that road? And the son's like, yeah, that's actually, you know, part of a case. He goes, what are you ratting on me? Yeah, it did. He did a couple interviews for this show. I'm talking about an old case took place out there. Are you ratting on me? <laughs> yeah, I also like when the doctor's like, he just loves you. Like, it's coming from a place of love. And he's like, I know my son loves me. Thanks for walking me through it. Yeah, thanks yeah. for laying that out for me. And then he's like, oh, you remember when I drove you home? Yeah, yeah. Nah, my wife did. He's like, oh, playing gotcha game now? Remember me driving you home? Yeah. Heather drove you home. And we playing gotcha. Mr. Hayes, your son loves you. The only concern is for your well-being. I know my son loves me, doctor. But thanks for walking me through that. Yeah, he was, yeah. That he whole was so on, on edge. Yeah, that, he's just like a perfect curmudgeonly old man. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. So, okay, what do you guys want to get into before we go into theories and stuff? Just like anything. I mean, um, I think we well, you, you brought up the uh, the hallucination because that's obviously pretty heavy with what's gonna like foreshadowing or whatever. Uh, I I don't think it's a memory loss thing. I think it's like a, a maybe a memory suppression. Like he did something bad and he's trying to not ever remember it yes repressed memories yeah. repressed memory okay that's, so I, I don't, I, this is I the biggest he, theory going on reddit right now is it right. yeah so i i didn't read that but i think he kills someone in the forest and like buries them out there which like it ties back to what his like hallucination with his wife said which is like remember what you like left out there what you didn't bring back and in the first episode when roland's describing his partner he says they used to drop him in the forest, and he'd come back with scalps. You read Reddit. You're basically reciting it to me. No, I swear to God. No, I didn't. I mean, I read it this morning, but I didn't see that theory. Yeah, so that's okay. that's the going theory now. I was like, that line. And it stood out to me at the time. It was like, uh, they're going to find what you left in the woods, you know, something like that. And it kind of ties into him and being in Vietnam and he would go back and then he would kill people and scalp. He would come back with scalps and he'd left the bodies in the woods. Like that's what they said in the first episode. So the the most popular theory, and we should say that last week, the most popular theory was what John said, was that there was no murder. It was an accident and she ran away. This this week, the most popular theory is that he found the murderer he found the people in charge involved. He knew that turning them over to the system would just protect them. So he took vigilante justice into his own hands. He solved the murder. He murdered the murderer, left them in the woods, 
buried it. That's what she was alluding to. The wife wrote the book to cover up this crime, and now he's being worried. He's he can't really remember it, and he has to. He's fighting his memory loss because like he doesn't want to remember it because he doesn't want to give the the, uh, in, the interviewer this. That's this. I don't. No, I understand that. I understand that's a theory, but that doesn't that doesn't account for the guy who's in jail. There's a guy who's in jail, wrongfully in jail. Yeah, I, I doesn't account for that, but that is like the going thing that yeah that no, he I mean, solved it. Vigilante justice, and he repressed it. And when she said, "Like you left them out in the woods," that was the thing. So, see, um, that that makes more sense than my original thought. Because after hearing that, I thought he clumsily left some evidence in the woods. And no, this is the guy who clumsily. Does no, it. I understand that, but like he's he's getting he's it's the time where he starts to meet his wife and he starts going on dating and he was tracking through doing the uh, the walkthrough with the uh, the search party and he clearly was not paying attention because he was talking with her. And we already know that she is very good at distracting people from getting things that she wants. So I don't know. I, I just I thought maybe there might be something that he overlooked and he forgot about. And then he's all of a sudden realizing, oh fuck, I did forget that. That's I left that somewhere. Yeah. Um, I I th- I do think after watching this more than ever, the wife is involved with what happened to the kid. The, how the, she how she like goes up to those cops in the 1990 timeline, it, and like befriends them is the exact same thing she does to him in the 1980 timeline. I think she's just a snake. She she wants this. She she wants her little. Uh, she's like me. She's a true crime enthusiast even before it was a thing. Yeah, I think so she's just into it. She's definitely giving off bad vibes to me. So I don't mm-hmm. know if she's a part of it. But you could tell, like, it was really well done in this episode, and they showed how much she's getting off on finding this, like you, John. Like, she's so interested, and he is burdened by it. So that's why, like, she's going on a date with a cop, like, and it's all intrigue, and she's playing make-believe spy and having fun, and he is at Walmart, like, fearing for his life when his daughter leaves his side for two seconds, and then they come home, and he's like, oh, I'm glad you're enjoying this. Like having fun with the kids. Don't come in here all smiling about it. You know what I mean? And I thought that was really well done because I was like, oh, yeah, like this is ruining his life and this is kind of making her life. She wrote, writes a book about this and it makes her life. She gets probably a lot of money and like uh, her writing career kicks off. So she like kind of in a way loves this case. She absolutely does. And he, it's like the worst thing about his life. So I thought that was really good contrast right in this episode. He was ready to shut down a Walmart after 10 minutes. Yeah, a lot. 10 minutes is not that long for a missing person. Oh, he wouldn't even let them leave his side at all, like, to go check the toilet. A lot of people were uh, 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 giving props to the props department because they said that that Walmart was just like a 1990s Walmart. And it was was, a lot of people said it gave them flashbacks, like, like straight time warp stuff. Really? I didn't. I want to go back and rewatch it because they said the polls were carpeted up the poles which that's like a, a, a <laughs> i don't remember like i remember that when i read it yeah i'm watching it right now but i like if if someone was to tell me what was different about walmart back then i would not think oh they used to carpet the poles but now like hearing it and seeing it i'm like oh yeah they did used to do that mm-hmm. apparently this was filmed very close to like the walmart headquarters so i assume like walmart was like oh it's free press well like we have some old shit in storage. We'll like help you out with it. Yeah. How often does Walmart get to be played in a good light? I don't think <laughs> it was a good light. Cause then I read all these things about saying soldiers, like real, real soldiers, like nowadays that Walmart gives them PTSD. It strikes them because high ceilings, bright lights, maze, like uh rows that like it's tough on people. 
and then and he yeah. was a soldier, so like it was giving and and the kids aspect. So like I think it's it was more sad. Yeah. Like Walmart's I mean, he anxiety was like clearly, inducing. He was clearly freaking out before the daughter went missing. Yeah, too. Yeah, he just like, didn't he, like yeah, being store, in there. uncomfortable being in there. He said stores aren't supposed to be this big. Yeah, so that was that was funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was funny in the moment, but after I, I read that thread too, where people were saying like they get PTSD from being in Walmart, I was like, oh, that must have been really hard for him. Yeah. Like in in the episode, I laughed when he was like, stores aren't supposed to be this big. Yeah, it was interesting. Oh, the other thing we learned is that the Purcell kids didn't go play with that kid. They'd never been to his house before, so they were lying to the parents a lot. And yeah. they they were played Dungeons and Dragons. They they would go to the woods and play Dungeons and Dragons. Nerds. <laughs> which which that cancels out the. Um, that cancels out like they were leaving. Yeah, my runaway theory. The runaway shot. theory is shot because no, this is something they did a lot. They would just go ride to the woods and play there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this this day might not have been like a different day and special, which went into that runaway theory. Uh, the yeah. other thing is they they find the picture that we talked about last episode of of Will for his first communion with his hands crossed, which I think ties more into the girl his sister put him in that position. Yep. Because she's seen those pictures. Yeah, and it was, that was just weird how the first communion picture... I mean, obviously he blinked, but <laughs> having his eyes closed for it, it was just so fucking weird, man. Yeah, it's a weird picture. Yeah. It's Yeah. I, are you supposed to be, like, eyes closed when you do that? No, I'm thinking I'm he not. blinked. He blinked. Oh, okay. He's like one of those pictures from the 80s. You know, they can't... You take it on film, you can't really see it mm-hmm. until you actually print it, so... Yep. So not really a theory or anything, but I am really liking that the first like few episodes in the 90s timeline, it was similar to season one where it was like, uh, like just them talking to a camera and stuff. And like the future timeline didn't really take off till the end. Whereas this, it seems like yeah, the absolutely. 1990s timeline is going to be the main one going forward. Yeah. I, 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 that's what I said last week. I, yeah, sure but this I, is exactly I, what I like be. that they confirmed that. Yes. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the it's... fact that, like, even though they hadn't spoken in years and they just sat down at the bar and they were, like, back in their old groove immediately. That's the thing good is, friends. He has great chemistry with Mahershala Ali. Yeah, I love, I love how he walked into a, 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 was it, a veteran bar. He says, hey, where'd you serve? He's like, every day of my life. Like, that's such an asshole answer at a bar. <laughs> when he walked in the veteran bar and he's, he's like, motherfucker, give me two fingers of Southern comfort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Telling you, it was a great Roland episode. What was the other quote he had in the beginning when he's talking to the? I'll find this and I'll try to put it in post. Oh, when when he's talking about Ali and how he tried to recruit him and they screwed him, and they're like, "You you don't have to make a point." He's like, "I'm making a point." Yeah, yeah. You you should yeah you should find it and throw it in because I didn't I didn't do justice to it. Feels like we should stay on point. I'm making a point, son. All right, trash man gets jumped, gets kicked his ass. Ass kicked. He tries to fight them back. Sheehan, you got touched by the line when he was like, I went to war for you idiots. Yeah. I just, I just, it felt so bad. I, I mean, I knew it was happening. You, anyone, you knew it right away because the, the trucks, the, the redneck dipshit trucks is coming up behind him in his go kart. They swirl around him. It's like, oh, fuck. And they start, like, just tough talking to him. And I think that was supposed to be it until he got up and tried to defend himself because, you know, he's, why, I mean, you have to defend yourself. If they're basically calling you a, a, a child rapist slash killer, you have, you, you can't not. gotta defend yourself. Yeah. If you if you don't do anything, then you basically admit it, and then that you're gonna die later. Uh, so he defended himself, but it sucked so bad. They ripped him out of his go kart. He was like, "I defended you, people." And we don't want you around here. You hear? I live here. I have rights. 
It's true. He's a, he's a veteran. He, it, it, he went to war for them, and he, uh, he he literally fucked up his life for it. And he has kids. They said, "No, you don't." It's like his life sucks, man. Leave him alone. He picks trash. He doesn't want to do it. He does it because he has to. And he's he doesn't. He's not really bothering anybody at all. And he just got his ass kicked. And I just felt I just felt for him. So my theory is is like he's gonna pick a fight with them next week and kill some of them. Oh yeah, you know, and, and, and like you he's, saw the per- he's the person in jail. You saw the post like, the post scene. The yeah. uh, the preview, yeah. So he he does something. He he does some really weird like Native American hopping and jumping and and attacking shit. Oh yeah, no, I I think because like in the trailer for next week, Jimmy, I know you didn't watch it, but it shows them like chasing him down a street. So I think he leads them back to his house and like yeah. guns and mines or shit. And like, he went fucks full them nuts, up. full nuts. That bag he picked up. Oh yeah, and but but I think that's why the police in the eighties timeline were able to just pin it on him. Mm-hmm. And then, um, because there's a throwaway line in the '90s timeline when Roland is talking to Scoop McNary's guy, and he's like, "Yeah, the kid, the guy's kids are reopening the investigation, and the Native American does have kids, so yeah. he's the only character who's like a suspect that I well, think has kids." Let me just correct you there. There, there is no just no such thing as a throwaway line in this show. Fair, there yeah. is no such thing. Yeah, writers would be pissed about that. They probably like, slave <laughs> yeah. over every line. Um. All right. The. Uh, this is now the big theory as well. It's a combination of the repressed memory and this that's going around Reddit. Now, I said I wasn't going to get into the Reddit threads because they, they've ruined some, but I... Yeah, you got to hold back a little bit, man. It's why I like these shows. I just hope <laughs> I just hope this isn't correct. I just want someone to go through, like, who knows the ending and like, proofread and say, no, this is fun, but it's not really it. Well, okay, so... But here's the thing. This is on the internet... But I thought this as soon as it happened, so I think it's too too easy. Too on the nose. So they okay. find out that the wife used to work at Hoyt Foods on the chicken yep. line. They go to Hoyt Foods, and they find out that they have a charity for Ozark children. And they say that the owner of Hoyt Foods lost his granddaughter or daughter, so he started... Granddaughter. granddaughter so he started a charity. Now... In your guys' heads, did you not think a Gone Baby Gone situation immediately? No, I think that's fairly, like, not common, but, like, that's not a weird thing for, like, families who are own, like, huge companies to do that. Well, they lost their grandchild, so they're going to replace their grandchild with a daughter. Like, that's exactly what I thought right away. Mm. And that is now the leading theory, that if the owner of Hoyt shows up and he's black, him and his wife were scouting the area, in their nice sedan that yeah. doesn't fit in the neighborhood because they're rich and it was a poor neighborhood and they're driving up and down the street and they find, oh, these kids play here every day. Eventually, let's go snatch one. See, I thought I thought that's a good theory. That's that's actually makes a lot more sense. So that's that's the was, biggest one. But I, I thought of it on my own because as soon as the owner, as soon as they said the owner lost his granddaughter or daughter, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I immediately went to gone baby gone situation. Where the authorities gave him a kid and like allowed it to happen because he's prominent. See, I, I went to a money laundering situation yeah. because it was ten thousand dollars for any information, and you can just hand that out anywhere. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I like I like the gone baby girl aspect of it. That makes more sense. Yeah, I mean, I hope that's not right, but it does make sense. Mm-hmm. Then there's also Reddit detectives that found a picture of the brown sedan on the street. At one point, yeah. and then you can match that to another shot from episode one or two 
of John Allen, the lawyer who is trying to get the man in jail out of jail, leaning on that brown sedan. Ooh. It's not the exact same. I don't think it's the exact same brown sedan, but it's there. So there's there's it's a brown. So there's ties. So that that's the type of Easter egg shit I like. I just hope yeah. that it's not 100 percent true and we someone yeah. didn't solve it after episode three. Because yeah, unfortunately in the eighties, like I think the number one or number one or two color sedan was brown. I mean, I have noticed that, like in Reddit threads, people pointing them out. I think in the first episode episode alone, there was like four or five, yeah. in, like the background of scenes. So they probably like peppered them throughout, knowing mm-hmm. people were gonna go back looking for them. They love hiding these like these fake ones. They just they love doing this shit. I yeah. love it too. So so something I think we do need to talk about is that in season one and season two. The killer was like first shown in episode three of both seasons. Really? Do we think? Do we think the killer was first shown in this episode? And who do we think it no, is? No, but that the the creepy dude who lived in the house off that farm road that they that comes up where they used to play. You know, mm-hmm. that they interviewed. He looks like the same kind of cult member from season one. Like yeah. I, he was such creepy vibes, and he wouldn't let them. He wouldn't let them uh, search his property, which is a pretty yeah, good but- line too. No, I don't think he's involved. I think it's more... no. I think he's a red herring. Me too. Yeah. But he he was he fit the bit of a creepy dude, and yep. it was funny when he was like, "So you're gonna let me search your property?" Like, I think you're gonna need a warrant for that, uh, unless <laughs> yep. you don't. Unless you, if you make us get one, I think you're gonna have to do that, son. You mind we search your property? Yes, sir. I mind. Don't you need a warrant for something like that? You make us get one. I think you'll have to, son. <laughs> yep. I mean, you have to. I mean, I mean you you got to ask first. I of mean, course you got to ask. But I mean, I say, like, I'm, I'm kind of on his side. Like, well, fuck you, man. You want to search my place. You need a reason why. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I thought this episode was awesome for Roland. Good vibes from him all around. Mm-hmm. Seems like a stand-up dude. He tried to get Wayne a job, but management wouldn't allow him. He's doing well for himself. He helped- what, is Wayne, what is Wayne doing now? In the 90s? Yeah. He's doing, like, security, he said. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like, right. security and, like, kind of a little bit of a PI. But now he's back on the case. Yeah, they, they brought him on as, like, a consultant or something. Yeah, but see, they, they had the scene of him sitting down at his desk to start slamming the typewriter, but he took his jacket off. He still had gun and handcuffs, so that's not yeah, a security I, I guard. Think, I think it's, like, private security. Okay, private security. Gotcha. Yeah, not, like, mall cop. Right that's okay. That's confusing. Okay, got it. Uh, so I thought Roland had a good episode. Good dude. When Will, uh, when Will and Julie's dad was in the depths of whatever, uh, five years after the crime, five years before this timeline, he helped him I, out. And he's sober yeah, and he's still checking I it's in. Just, it's just I do hear crackling. That's where. Um, I do think it was just alcoholism though, because I mean, you lose your kids, you're gonna start drinking and. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, Roland like. Helped him out. Helped him out. Got I him think out the yeah. wife, I think she looks bad in this episode. I think she's yep. not like guilty of anything, but just kind of snaky and weird. I got just weird vibes for her from her. Yep. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. I've got to be honest. I got some weird vibes from Roland at some points. I, I think, I don't know if that was intentional, but he was like too good, but then also he does what he has to do. I don't know. It just. I don't know. I'm still, I'm I'm still, still wishy washy on him. I didn't get. I got nothing but good vibes from him. I thought he was really? like yeah. funny. I'm gonna be really good. upset if he's a bad guy in this. I really like him because he was introduced in episode three, technically the only, 1990 version. The only other scene that uh, I wrote down when it happened, and I haven't, I hadn't seen anyone talk about it anywhere, 
is they show the wife looking out the window when they're interviewing the the little boy that the kids said they played with mm-hmm. in the classroom. They open up that shot by by showing Amelia, the wife, looking out the window as the three teenagers in the purple bug are walking on the playground. And then it pulls back to just the classroom. So there was something there to that point because they had those three teenagers walking and she is looking at them like taking them in. And if we think she had any inside knowledge or whatever, I don't know. That had to mean something. It did. It has yeah. to. There are no throwaways here. I'm I'm going all in on she did it. I'm throwing my head in on that. She That's- she did what? She she helped she helped them get kidnapped. Yeah, I, th- I think she was playing with the kids like after school or something, and like understood their life was super fucked up, and so she was going to like take them away one day, and maybe Will like didn't really want to go with it, and like there was a fight, and it was an accident, and he died, or it was on purpose, and he died. But then she like just takes the girl and like puts them into a foster care system or something, like a, on a di- in a different state. Mm, I just could gets her away. I couldn't disagree with that more if I tried. That sounds ludicrous. Okay, well, what about what about this though, John? She, uh, Wayne found like the notes in the girl's room, right? Mm-hmm. Those little pieces mm-hmm. of paper. Why the dolls? And they said like, "Trust me, you're not alone." I think that was definitely the teacher writing those notes. Like, hey, you can talk to me. Don't worry about what's going on at home. I'll help you. So what if we combine all the theories now? So it's the don't listen. I'm looking at the notes now. I'll always keep you safe. These are notes that they had in the girls' room. So I think the teacher definitely wrote these notes to them. So what if the teacher, now this is kind of racist because she's black, and we're saying the guy in the car was a black man. And if that is the Hoyt guy, right? Now what if the teacher was the go-between, like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you... I'm going to help you take these kids because I know they'll be more safe with you guys. You have a better life with you. With you guys. So I'm doing strict, strict Gone Baby Gone is what the what I'm stuck on. Uh, if you've never seen Gone Baby Gone, go watch. So the teacher, she was the go-between to let them be taken or persuade them to understand, like, no, he's good. He's fine. Like, go with them. You're going to have a better life. So she was scouting out these kids for the people that want to replace their granddaughter? Well, she was looking like, I want to help these kids get out of this house in a better place. I have she she maybe she knows the Hoyt dude somehow knows that they lost their granddaughter, uh-huh. and maybe she's the go between. And Will's death was an accident, but Julie stayed and went. I don't know. I mean, she's she's trying too hard to get close to the cops to find out the real story. Well, maybe I don't. She I don't think to, it is. It's just to like cover her own ass. She, she needs to know. What, well, she needs to know what they know so she can mess up what she's too she's too enthusiastic about it i, I don't know that's it no the, your, your theory there that you've laid it out very nicely it, it could make sense it could be it i'm just my gut says i mean i, I don't I, think I thought, you, can, you can be too enthusiastic like it's a cliche at this point that like criminals try to get close to the case yeah i know yeah can i say one full thing i think the person who wrote those notes were uh one of the three kids in the car Okay. I, I actually didn't think the teacher wrote it. I thought that was actually what the hole between the Will's room and the sister's room was for. He was slipping her notes through it so their parents wouldn't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, I, that, I like that just as much. I actually like that too. That's nice. Doug, don't listen like they're fighting? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I like that. Let's listen to the hallucination again now with all these new thoughts in all of our brains, listeners as well. And see if we interpret it any differently. Sound good? Sounds great. 
Scientists now theorize an infinite number of dimensions outside our own. Einstein said, past, present, and future are all a stubbornly persistent illusion. Oh. Oh, God. And are you waking up to that illusion? Now, while things fall apart, are you starting to see them clearly? And at the end of all things, are you awakening to what you withheld? Did you confuse reacting with feeling? Did you mistake compulsion for freedom? Please, like, like, like this. And even so, did you harden your heart against what loved you most? Yeah, like this. Gotta be her and the daughter, right? I like this. Oh, sweetheart. Did you think you could just go on and never once have to look back? Please, I don't deserve this. I, whatever's happening, I, I, don't, I don't deserve this. No, you don't. But it's happening anyway. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Where is it? I... How much do I have to lose? Everything. Same as everybody else. Good old Speck. No, you didn't. Not the way you think. We interpret anything differently? A bunch of things that make a little more sense, but the one that stands out to me most is you're confusing compulsion for freedom. I don't, that one. I don't really get all those ones in the beginning. Compulsion for freedom kind of stands out to me as like, I don't know, I think he, he was irrash irrationally did something back in the day thinking he was right. And he wasn't. The, the one thing that stood out to me, though, was like, did you turn against, like, the ones who loved you most or whatever it was. You hardened your you're, heart. Uh, yeah. I think you're right. Like, he let the case weigh on him too much, and he he drove away his daughter and his wife. Yeah, I think that shows from the grocery store scene, too. Like, he he, he was so worried about losing her that he, he, that he lost he her because her. of that. He terrified her and scared her because of that. Mm -hmm. But the compulsion versus freedom, did he find out, like, if that theory is right, that he found the murderer, did, did he act on compulsion and kill him? and confuse that for like bringing justice, bring justice out. or like Vietnam tie in, like America's all about freedom. And then he's killing people. Like he has the freedom to kill people. I don't know. I, mean, I, don't I might know. be grasping at straws here. I'm just maybe, but I mean, yeah. that, that was a whole lot of that nonsense, but just like is, I also wouldn't put it past them to just throw in this like scene more as like, he's losing his mind. And 
ex- they expect everyone to be like going over every little word and it actually doesn't add up to anything. I would think it I would hope it does. I hope if we come back at the end of the the season and if we were to go back and like, "Oh, let's see if this means anything now." Mm-hmm. I would hope it would be like, "Ah, oh, moment." I don't know. I kind of think maybe he's he's confusing himself with the killer in his in his brain. Maybe he is the killer. Maybe he's maybe he's bipolar this whole time. Maybe. Maybe he's, he's the fancy black man in the car. No, they said that that's not going to happen, right? I know, but just yeah. saying. Yeah. All right, I think that's all we got. So thank you for tuning in. Any closing words? Any? Uh, do you like any theories? Dislike any theories? I like them all, man. This is this is the best part of the show. Is is you can just sit here and theorize so many different directions. I agree. I mean, we didn't even get to the part of the uh, of the cops not doing their jobs. There's a certain sect of cops that didn't go to all the houses that said they did because he was Wayne was sure that everyone canvassed the uh, the town like they said they didn't, but apparently houses never even got touched. Yeah. So so there was a, there was a lack of actual follow through on the on the police's part. Yeah. So the, the people I read it, the people were saying that the uh, foundation set up the canvassing and then never actually did it. Like, oh, really? Like that guy, the creepy guy said someone had already come to him. He had a badge and gun. So someone already, so that foundation had sent people around. Yeah. So I always got to text Dave. Dave, his computer died, so. Oh, he's frozen. Dave, he's gone. Okay, sorry. Gone. Yeah, I know. Um, if, if, it's the, if it's the foundation that sent him around, that's one thing. But they also, they, they mentioned that the foundation verified this through the police. They got they got permission to go through the police to do this. Yeah, but I mean that's gone, baby, gone. Like everyone's in on it. Yep. Which is what True Detective likes doing. Everyone's yeah. in on it. So that's why I'm 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 fully on board with the fact that the police are part of it. Yep. All right. Well, anyway, this episode ends uh, with Roland recruiting Wayne to be back on the case, which is exciting, and I think we're going to be in the 1990s a lot now, which mm-hmm. is uh, what you said because the posters from that. So that about ends it. Here's the end scene. That's the end ep- ending line from this podcast see you guys later later you want to get back to work or not now you're sorry about the pigmentation line no you're not half sorry And I know she didn't mean to make me cry It's not her heart, Lord, it's her mind She didn't mean to be unkind Why she even woke me up to say goodbye